But according to a new report tonight, special counsel Jack Smith has secured what would be his most valuable witness yet in the federal election interference case against the former president, his final chief of staff, Mark Meadows. ABC News is reporting tonight that Meadows has been granted immunity and has met with Smith's team at least three times this year alone, including once before a federal grand jury while he had that immunity. According to ABC, Meadows allegedly told investigators he did not believe the election was stolen and that Trump was, quote, being dishonest when he claimed victory after the polls closed in November of 2020. His attorney told CBS News that that story was, in his words, largely inaccurate. He did not say what he believed was inaccurate. But for more on this breaking news and what it could mean, I want to bring in CNN's political analyst and the New York Times senior political correspondent, Maggie Haberman, and also our CNN senior legal analyst, Ellie Honig, who are both here with us. And I should note, Maggie, CNN has not confirmed this reporting yet. This is from ABC News. But if this is the case, if Mark Meadows did get this level of immunity and he's there testifying, how devastating do you think that would be for Donald Trump? Look, based on the details in the ABC story, and I, and I tip my hat to them for getting the details of this testimony. They are explosive. They are interesting. They show Mark Meadows disavowing his own book, which bluntly everyone else had disavowed, so he might as well too, um, <laughs> under oath. Uh, and, you know, it tells you that he knows what he has to do when he's in legal peril. I don't know what it means because I don't totally understand the description of, of the type of conditions he was testifying under. I don't know whether immunity is being used colloquially or whether there is you know, something that is more tailored, uh, such as in a proffer offer. I just don't know, and, and I assume that that will become clear as time goes on. Well, Ellie, walk us through, I mean, what does that mean? What would be the difference in a proffer agreement, full immunity? I mean, what are the other levels of this, essentially? So there are a lot of different flavors of cooperation, as Maggie was saying. Think of it as three different levels. The sort of lowest level, the, the most informal, is what we call a proffer agreement, which is where someone, a witness, comes in, offers their testimony, and a prosecutor says, we want to hear what you have to say. We're not going to use what you tell us here today against you. It's the feeling out stage. The next level up is what we call immunity. That would be formal immunity, where you say, okay, we prosecutors are interested in what you have to say. We think it's truthful. We think it's important. You've taken the fifth because you don't want to testify. The way we overcome that is we say as prosecutors, okay, we're going to go to a court order and get an order from a judge giving you immunity, meaning you will testify fully and we will not use your testimony against you. And for all practical purposes, we will not prosecute you. And then the top level is if you think the person has participated in a crime and has to be charged accordingly, then you enter into what we know is a full cooperation agreement, meaning, again, I'm going to use you, Caitlin, sorry, you're sitting right here. You will plead guilty. I've committed any crimes that I'm aware of, so that's fine. I take your word for it. You will plead guilty to what we've charged you with, and we will enter into an agreement that you'll give full testimony. At the end of that, the prosecutors will write a letter to your judge saying she was a great cooperator, she deserves a huge break at sentencing. Okay, and so what we don't know is what level, if he right. has gotten this immunity, what level that would be. If it was that second tier, yeah. I mean, what and there was a court order, I mean, what would that mean for, for what he... What he's telling them if he's gone before Jack Smith's team three times this year in a federal grand jury. So prosecutors do not hand out immunity agreements like candy. You are very careful because you're giving away a lot. What you're saying as a prosecutor is, we're going to give you a free pass here, essentially, but two things. One, we believe this testimony. We think it's correct, true, credible. And two, we need it. We need it. Because what you have to do is you actually have to do internal paperwork at DOJ first and say, hey, we have this witness. He's taken the fifth, but we really need his testimony. Here's why it's worth giving him a pass. You have to get that approved in DOJ. Then you have to walk it across the street to a judge who signs it, usually judges. Is that something that 
Jack Smith approves or that Attorney General Merrick Garland would approve here? So Jack Smith in the first instance, would it go to Maine Justice? Probably not. Jack Smith as special counsel is given enough independence that he could probably make that approval himself. Yeah. I mean, and Maggie, we're hearing from a Trump spokesman tonight. I mean, they kind of issued the same statement with different sentences and different orders in response to these stories. They say wrongful, unethical leaks underscore how detrimental these cases are to democracy, the system of justice. But I mean... This has kind of been something that people in Trump world have suspected for a long time, that Mark Meadows was doing something with prosecutors because his name wasn't on that indictment that came out in Washington. Correct. And he, there was very little of Mark Meadows actually in that indictment that was clearly identifiably him. My colleagues and I actually wrote about that, that he was walking this line between sort of dealing with Jack Smith's team. I, I don't want to say cooperating because I, I don't have reason to believe that's what it is. Um, but and, and dealing with Georgia, which he had clearly turned his back on and where he was charged. The fact that that he was charged in Georgia, I mean, and Ellie would know more than I do about this, but this raises, for me anyway, some questions about just how much immunity he would be given because he is already a problematic witness in a lot of ways. He wrote a whole book that it, he testified much the opposite to, right? He And he gave a bunch of other public statements. He testified in Georgia. There's, there's a lot of things that a defense lawyer could use to try to poke holes at him. So I don't know what that means. I'm glad yeah. you brought the book up because what ABC is reporting tonight is one of the quotes that Mark Meadows told to Jack Smith's team was, obviously, we didn't win, is what he says he told them in hindsight. Uh, they also say that he told them, you know, that the election was stolen and rigged with help from allies and liberal media who ignored actual evidence of fraud. Also in his book, he says the people who rigged this election knew that eventually these irregularities would come to light. So they conducted the operation, then attacked anyone who dared ask questions about what they had done. I mean, if you're if you're Jack Smith, if you're a grand jury, you see what he's testifying now. You saw what he wrote in his book that came out after the election. How do you take that? I'm having flashbacks here to my prosecutor years because a lot of times the reality is in a perfect world, someone like Mark Meadows, who's a key witness, would just come clean right off the bat and wouldn't have lied to the public for three years and written 320 pages of a book filled with lies. But the reality is you sometimes have to take your cooperators as they come, and they always have baggage. Definitionally, if they're going to be on the inside of a crime, right. they did something bad usually. And the question is, A, do you believe that person's fully come clean? And B, can you put this person in front of a jury and explain to a jury why they were, in Mark Meadows' case, he was lying in his book and for three years, but now he's made a 180. It's not always the easiest sell. We're kind of getting into the weeds of this, and obviously the three of us have followed this very closely. But if, yeah. if you're sitting at home and you've been trying with a whiteboard to keep track of all the <laughs> Trump legal yeah, developments, yeah. please, I hope you're having a glass of wine <laughs> while you're doing that. But what do you, I mean, why does this matter? Why yeah. is this bad right. for Trump if this is accurate? Because now DOJ believes that they can use Mark Meadows' testimony. Mark Meadows was Donald Trump's right hand at his side, literally, throughout the key yeah. weeks, days, and months leading up to and during. January 6th as well. Yes, and, and Mark Meadows is also somebody who, to the point of what, you know, the things he said at various points, we've talked about this before in, on, on air. Mark Meadows is somebody who was known for saying different things to different audiences. He was known as trying to please whoever he was talking to. And I think this was the, the first example we have seen in detail. Now, look, he, again, he testified in Georgia for, for several hours. Yeah. Um, so there, there is examples uh, there that are, that are under oath, but or at least uh, threat of perjury. But this feels a little different in terms of the, some of the specifics of what he is said to have said. And this really drills down on him, according to ABC, saying bluntly, this wasn't stolen. He supposedly told Trump 
that they weren't proving this and that he had questions about it. That was the first time I had heard anything like that. Yeah, and I so, think people like Bill Barr and Pat Cipollone they all and all the it. people yeah. there would have a lot of questions if this was... And, and, I, and so I think that we're going to hear more, right, about what he may or may not have said. But there is no question, as Ellie said, Mark Meadows was at the center of so much of this. He was talking to so many people, and he could speak to Trump's mindset in a very specific way. So in the context of all of this. This report just came out tonight, but also this morning, something happened very quickly to where only one CNN reporter was in the courtroom, actually, because it came together so quickly in Georgia. That is Jenna Ellis. She is the former Trump campaign attorney. Our viewers will know her when they when they see her here in just a moment. She accepted a plea deal. She pleaded not guilty, or she pleaded guilty today in the state of Georgia in that election uh, interference case. I just want to remind our, our viewers who Jenna Ellis is, what she used to say previously, and we'll end with what she said in court today. This is an elite strike force team that is working on behalf of the president and the campaign to make sure that our constitution is protected. President Trump is right that there was widespread fraud. The election was stolen and President Trump won by a landslide. We have this overwhelming evidence of fraud. This election was fraudulent, it was corrupted. All of these uh, false and fraudulent results. I endeavored to represent my client to the best of my ability. I relied on others, including lawyers with many more years of experience than I, to provide me with true and reliable information. If I knew then what I know now, I would have declined to represent Donald Trump in these post-election challenges. I look back on this whole experience with deep remorse. I mean, Maggie, it's as someone who read her tweets, right. watched her appearances, it's kind of stunning to hear the tears today. I suspect she has deep regret, which is sort of a different thing than remorse. Um, but yes, what she was saying for a very long time was that, you know, Donald Trump was in the right and that he was going to be shown right. And there was a point when she stopped saying that in around 2021. And that was when Trump was starting to tell people that he was going to be reinstated. And, and she had a, a break with him around that. But she was one of the biggest proponents around, around this. She was traveling with Rudy Giuliani to these hearings. And you know, there have been two other lawyer pleas uh, ahead of her, Sidney Powell and Kenneth Cheesebro, um, in, in Georgia. She's the one who actually really had the most contact with Trump, and she had the most contact with Giuliani. And so I think that she is actually in a very different position than they are to talk about. How bad things. is this for, for Donald Trump? Well, so I think Maggie hit on exactly the main point I want to know as a prosecutor, which is what was her dealings with Donald Trump? Yep. What were those conversations? We really don't have a great sense of that. I mean, it is notable to see her. She was so aggressive in pushing mm -hmm. the election fraud lie. I think you can see the contrast in that clip. And it's notable that she's now saying, that was BS, and I now know it. Right. But the key to me, that, that's fine, that's interesting atmospherically, but what were those one-on-one -on -one right. conversations with Trump? That's what I want to know.